Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And the coaching staff for the Carolina Panthers is complete as of today. I think they hired their last position coach. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the whole staff. We're going to focus on you know the main coordinators, but we will mention as many names as we can find that have been added to this coaching staff. It seems like <laughs> it seems like these coaching staffs are just massive. But uh, I will just say, you know, straight off the top, I love what they've done. I think they oh. put together an incredible staff, tons of NFL experience, uh, but also a, a few e- young guys as well. A good NFL experience. Let's yeah. put it that way too. Uh, yeah. I know. You and I were not the greatest, like, woohoo, Frank Reich mm-hmm. signing. But this staff, I, I absolutely love it. And with yeah. that Frank Reich hire and all these pieces, way to go. I mean, a couple guys we already talked about Ajero, Evero, defense coordinator. We love that guy. I yep. love the signing. Young, you know, very versive, Vic Fangio type of coordinator mm-hmm. uh they kept james campen and chris Tabor. two guys at the end of the season we said really needed to stick by gotta keep those guys yeah steve wilkes or they hired a new guy luckily they're sticking around yeah so go yeah, ahead and take it away with some of the new guys well i just want to say i don't know that this staff wouldn't look very similar if it was steve wilkes as yeah. head coach um Evero maybe would be different because I think they have different defensive philosophies, but um, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like Frank Reich at the top, you know, again, TBD, but everybody else, I think they just hit home runs all over the place. Starting with the new offensive coordinator who was, uh, I think he just had his first press conference today, Thomas Brown, uh, one of the young guys, right? 36 years old. Uh, he was with Sean McVay for the last three years. Uh, was assistant head coach last year, along with the tight ends coach. Um, love this hire. And I, I did you listen to his press conference today? Did you have a chance? No, I, I've been unfortunately busy with work. I mean, yeah, it's like work. He, come on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, go listen to it if you have a chance. Uh, seems like a super solid guy. He's from Georgia. Uh, has still has family in Georgia, so he's happy to be back on the east coast um but just sounds like he wants tough physical guys at every single position on the offense um wants to run the ball i mean he he wants three running backs uh yeah i mean i I love the hire i think he's he's a guy that got some head coaching interviews got a lot of interviews for offensive coordinator positions or offensive staff positions i guess throughout the league over the last couple years so He's an up-and-comer. We got him, and I think he's going to be really good here. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that they did. They went old school with their head coaching, but Mm -hmm. Evero and Brown are both younger coaches who've already had some head coaching interest. Yeah. I mean, Frank Reich said that he'll uh, Thomas Brown will eventually call plays, but Mm -hmm. it'll probably be Reich handing off the reins whenever he feels like he's ready because I don't believe – Thomas Brown has not called plays before, so that is Correct. one negative. I'm using that quotation because Frank Reich has called plays and has done a great job. Before. I think it's a really good spot for Thomas Brown. 
because yeah. he has he gets to come in and not have that extra burden of having to call the plays for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. he gets to watch Frank Reich learn the situational play calling, things like that. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, it's it, honestly, it's it's a collaborative effort. I mean, Frank Reich already said like it, everyone is going to be involved. Everyone in the coaching staff is going to be involved in creating the you know playbook for the for that week's game, and you know just coming up with strategies, things like that. I don't know if that's the way it was with Matt Rule. Probably not quite as democratic, um, but it, I think it's a great situation for Thomas Brown. I think him coming in as you know, sort of a, you've got Frank Wright, right, who's the old school mm-hmm. guy. And then Thomas Brown's going to bring some young energy, some, you know, fresh ideas, which I think is desperately needed when you have an older head coach. Yeah, and especially coming from the Rams organization, who right. had a down year last year. But before last year, everybody was saying they're on the forefront of, you know, offensive scheming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, he sees how innovative and stuff mm-hmm. minds work. Hopefully, he is an innovative mind himself. Yeah. So, you know, he can piece those things together, mix it with Frank Reich, what he's done his career, which, again, he was innovative too. Let's not forget, well, five, six years ago, that Philly team, I mean, what was it, yeah. two years ago with Jonathan Taylor? They led the league in rushing. I mean, right. Yeah, Frank Reich's no slouch, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Philly special is a play that will live on in infamy, mm-hmm. and I think that was his. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be fun to watch. And it's going to be, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to click immediately and everything's going to be perfect. Oh. I mean, there's going to be some growing pains. There always is with a brand-new coaching staff. But with the amount of experience that's on this staff and the caliber of people that they're bringing in, I don't think the growing pains are going to be as bad as we dealt with with Matt Rule, who still had growing pains into his third season. Yeah, I again, it's very smart to bring accomplished veteran coaches to the staff who have yeah. NFL experience. I think that was one of Matt Rule's biggest issues was he brought all college coaches up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it seemed to hamper in a lot of the. NFL players seem to not connect with Matt Rule. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That, that's the best way to say it. Yeah, I agree. Um, talking NFL experience, I mean, uh, Dom Capers. Dom Capers is being brought onto the staff as a special uh, defensive assistant. Uh, Dom Capers has, like, what, 75 years NFL experience? <laughs> I mean, he's got, a, he's got a crap ton of experience. Of course... His first head coaching job was with the Carolina Panthers, the expansion Panthers team. Uh, mm-hmm. Four years, I believe, he was with the Panthers. Took us to an NFC Championship game in year two, um, where we got the doors blown off of us. But uh, hey, I'm he's glad to have him back, and his hair looks exactly the same as it did in 1995. <laughs> it does not look exactly the same. Looks exactly uh, the same. Hey. Don Capers, I know you're not listening to this, but let's... <laughs> Give it up, man. It, it, it's time, man. It, it's time. It's time to just be like, wash whatever bleach or dye that was out. Just, if you need to shave it, it's okay. I, like I told Steve, Stephen before this, I was like, hey, as a balding man, I understand. I told my wife, mm-hmm. once I hit that peak where it looks like I'm trying too hard to keep it, 
mm-hmm. let me know. It's time to shave it. It's just there's there's that point. Yeah, Don't try to keep it too hard. It looks worse. Miss, and Mrs. Capers. Dom Capers. Mrs. Capers, where are you? You gotta you yeah. gotta have some input here. There's no nothing wrong with a a seventy year old man uh, showing some gray. I think that's, that's uh, absolutely perfectly fine. <laughs> like it's it's weird <laughs> when it doesn't happen. It um, does. It looks weird because of yeah. you know I hate saying this, but his face looks like a seventy year old man, but yeah. jet black hair does not look like a seventy year old <laughs> man. It, well, regardless of that, I think his uh, defensive mind is still intact. Oh. It's good to have him here. He worked with Evero in uh, Denver as well. So just, I'm happy to have him back. He seems to be thrilled to be back. So oh, I think it's yeah, it's a win, 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 win all over the place here. Uh, who's the next guy you want to talk about? Um, we're going to keep on with the senior assistants. We're going to go to the offensive senior assistant, Jim Caldwell. Yes. A former Detroit in Indianapolis head coach. I mean, supposedly he wanted a head coaching job. Well, mm-hmm. now he says he knew he's no longer in that spotlight. But yeah. just getting this team surrounded by smart veteran coaches who've done it before, who've had, especially on offense, it seems like they're really trying to get QB-friendly coaches on staff. Yeah, I mean, Jim Caldwell's very seasoned veteran, has had success in offensive mm-hmm. coordinator role and head coaching role. Um, he was in demand for a lot of teams in this type of role, where oh, know, yeah. offensive staff role. Uh, unfortunately for him, the head coaching jobs weren't there. He did interview here for a head coaching mm-hmm. position. Um, he says he's done, like you mentioned, He's only oh, done. Bay Bay he's call, on, he's only done in. until the next call, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, in, he he probably does feel like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Of course. I mean, you got to take that the, take the opportunity. But Dom Capers, at your your age, if you get a call, you're gonna take that call. Of course. Of it course. doesn't even matter. It's in their blood, man. If twenty year old gets a call for a head coaching job, they're gonna interview. Sure. I mean, why would you not? Right. Um, <laughs> I'm thrilled to have Jim Caldwell here. Again, it's just, just a, you know, this coaching staff mm-hmm. is just seems to be full of guys that have head coaching experience at some level um, and positive, you know, successful head coaching experience at that. So amazing to have Jim Caldwell here. Um, let's just stick on the offense here. Deuce Staley, officially named. We talked about him as probably going to be named. Um, we didn't know what his position was going to be, right? So he is... Uh, running backs coach and a fish assistant head coach. So he was with the Lions last year um, mm-hmm. in basically the exact same role. Uh, love it. Again, Deuce Staley. I mean, fantastic running back when he played. Up-and-coming head coach candidate. Yeah. Uh, offensive coordinator candidate. He could be one and done here. Wouldn't surprise me, especially if the Panthers have, you know, a great running season, which I would expect them to have under Frank Reich and Deuce Staley and, you know, I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. You could, see, you could see him getting some interviews for OCs yeah. pretty quickly, especially yeah. name recognition. He seems like a good coach that it seems like everybody really likes him that has worked with him. And, you know, you know I, that helps. Could be if Thomas Brown gets hired away next year, he could just promote Deuce right up to OC here. I mean, it's, you know, that wouldn't be too bad of a 
situation, I don't think. So, love Deuce Staley being here. Um, again, mm-hmm. man, like, they're just, you keep going down the list. There's there's no duds. There's no duds. Yeah. Going down the list. Who's the next guy? Uh, we're going to stick on offensive. Josh McCown. Welcome former back. Former Panther great. <laughs> I mean, former Carolina Panther. I mean, we're just bringing back the old school guru. Right. What was that, like six years ago? The uh, man of like 20 different like, jerseys. Feels like so much longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 18-year NFL vet. Been coaching for a little bit now. Um, hey, I, I have no problem with it. Again, he, uh, some of the best QB coaches are guys that played in the league and weren't superstars, right? Yeah, and let's, let's be real. This is his first NFL experience. But he's been coaching for a while. Right. He was coaching when he was playing. Uh, I know some people have looked at next year's draft at looking at some of the quarterbacks. Drake mm-hmm. May was coached by Josh McCown here in North Carolina. Yep. Like, let's not in college, but at high school. So, like, he has some credence. He helped Sam Darnold. Let's be his last few years as a quarterback, as a backup quarterback, was a guy that, yes, he could spot duty, but for more, he was really hired to be a, a like a mentor for some of these young quarterbacks, like uh, Sam Darnold and mm-hmm. other quarterbacks around the league. Yeah. Yeah, um, and hey, he was interviewed to be the Texans' head coach last yeah, year. Yeah, let's not count that. Let's, <laughs> let's just... Let's ju- Josh McCown, much I'm respect, he but was. the Houston Texans are, <laughs> were a lot, I, I like D'Amico Ryan's side, I, I'm not going to deny that, but yeah, with the Lovey Smith and stuff like that, yeah. Well, it, the, yeah, I mean, we all know what was going on there, but yeah, yeah, unfortunate, but hey, I mean, this is a guy who at least has been talked about as being, you know, a coach in the league, uh, he's going to get his opportunity here to start off, you know, as QB coaches, which I would say most offensive head coaches start off in some sort of position group role, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, hey, good luck, Josh McCown. Again, I like it. I, I I have nothing bad to say about Josh McCown coming in as QB coach. No, I, again, he knows the position. He knows the NFL. <laughs> Everything I've heard about him is he's very knowledgeable. <clears throat> he knows what's going on. And like I said, he was a mentor to so many younger mm-hmm. quarterbacks in his tenure as a guy who I think in Arizona at one point, they thought he was the guy, but for the most part, he just bounced around the league and being 18 years as that guy shows you how you have stuff. You understand the position. And he's been exposed to a lot of different systems. He's been exposed to a whole lot of different quarterbacks, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. being on that many different teams for that long. He's seen everything. Right? Yeah. He's been t- coached by every different type of coach. Like, he knows probably what works. It's going to be interesting to see if he can impart that wisdom in a successful way. Many many people can't until they try, but um, and, I hope he can. And here's, and here's another thing. I mean, it's something I haven't thought about, but he know, he's seen other players, what style of coaching works, and sometimes mm-hmm. what coaching works for different players. Right. I mean, it's, there's some analyticals, there's some, you know, mm-hmm. physical that need to see it and feel it before they can do it. I mean, he yeah. 
he probably understands that and can hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a young quarterback in here that he can mold and help along the way. Yeah. Um, let's finish off. Well, we're not going to finish off offense, but we'll stay on offense. Uh, Parks Frazier was brought into the passing game coordinator. Uh, he was with Indy uh, under Frank Reich. Don't know a ton, ton about him, but, you know, assuming that he'll work well. He, he works well with Reich. Thought enough, well yeah. enough of him to bring him in. Um, so, yeah, Reich knows him. That's, yeah. That's they, probably about they it. Know I mean, each other. I, this is maybe the one that I'm not 100% on because Indy's QB situation was just so bad. Now, I'm not going to blame Parks Frazier for that. I'm not even really blaming Frank Reich for that. I think that's more of a GM and uh, you know ownership decision to keep bringing in those vets uh, that were on their last legs. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic about Parks Frazier. Again, I just don't know a ton about him. And, and let's be, I know you said on the last leg, but let's be real. He had some good quarterback play in Indy, mm-hmm. except for the past couple of years. Yeah. With Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Other than that, I mean, he got I mean, the most... he had... Well, see, he had Andrew Phil... Luck, who was going to be, yeah, you know, one of the greats if he kept playing. Phillip Rivers did come in and had a very good season, right? His last season, yeah. But that's it. And... I mean, Jacoby Brissett wasn't very good. Mm. Matt Ryan was terrible last year. And I don't even remember who the other guy was. It was Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson yeah. Wentz So bad, and... I forgot about him. Although Carson Wentz didn't have a terrible season in Indy. Exactly. The team was not good, but he did not have a terrible season. Um, uh, they were pretty just don't good. Bring, I think just Jonathan, don't bring Carson they... Wentz in here. That's yeah, all let's, <laughs> let's not do that. We don't need round three with Wentz Reich. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to, let's see. Sean Jefferson, wide receiver coach. I think this is our last. Nope, we got one more offensive coach. Uh, Sean Jefferson, 17 years as an NFL assistant. Uh, with the Lions, Titans, Dolphins, Jets, Cardinals. He was the Cardinals associate head coach last season. Um, Rod receiver coach, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. So, hey, ton of NFL experience. He played in the league. Um, he, I think he had almost 10,000 receiving yards or 8,000 receiving yards or something like that. Like, he had a successful career as an NFL player. Hey, who is Sean Jefferson? Like, I'm trying to... You just said 10,000 yards. I'm trying to think of who that is now. I, I may be wrong. Could be wrong about that. Don't think so, though. He had 7,000 receiving yards, not 10,000. 470 to... receptions in his career. Uh, yeah, okay. So he was drafted in 1991. Yeah. So, yeah, to be fair, I probably don't remember that that well. He... Uh, he uh, he led the league, so I remember him as a Patriot uh, in the mid-90s. He led the league one year with 22.7 yards per reception. In 1998. Which is, in 1998, which is insane. Which I that guess is. that was probably with Drew Bledsoe. He was probably yeah. the quarterback for them then. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that started, you know, over 100 games in his career. He's he's a legitimate wide receiver. And again, 17 years no, 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 of yeah. experience as uh, as an assistant head coach. So, love it. Yeah, no, that's great. I did not know that name. That yeah, 
usually when I hear some of these guys, I I know the name. That one's one I did I, not know. Yeah, I overestimated his receiving yards uh, by about thirty percent, but still. Oh no, seven thousand is yeah, good solid career. I yeah. mean, he was never a thousand yard receiver, but like looking at his stats. 600, 600, 700, 700, yeah. 500, you know, solid production for probably... I mean, a, you know, wide receiver three, deep threat kind of guy, yeah. you know? Like a... Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, so finally, we'll round out the offensive coaches here. I believe just today, John Lilly, uh, tight ends coach for UNC, um, has a, had a couple of NFL jobs as well for the Browns in 2019, the Rams in 2016. Hired as the tight ends coach here. He's got his work cut out for him. Good luck, John Lilly. I think they're going to be adding to that tight end room. I mean, they I, they have to. They have to. I mean... I think they're drafting you know that giant tight end out of uh, Georgia. And we're just going to laugh all the way to the Super Bowl. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> can't wait. Are you talking about the guy that can't come out till next year? No. There's another guy coming in. There's another Yeah, Georgia, they, tight Georgia has two tight ends, and there's one that's really good that's uh, coming out next year, and then there's one that's coming out this year. Yeah, I'm talking. Uh, shoot. Keep talking while I look it up. <laughs> John, John Lilly, though, he, he does have his work cut out for him. Ian Thomas got that big contract, hasn't performed, had multiple drops, and... Tommy Trimble, the guy we were both really excited to draft, same issue. Drop passes, just not really making him an impact. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he can get the most out of him with a better offensive scheme than Ben McAdoo. And I don't think so. I think uh, Joe Brady. I think Ian Thomas is done. We'll see about Trimble. Darnell Washington is who I was talking about. 6'7", 270, tight end out of Georgia. Um, big dude. I mean, Thomas Brown talked about wanting players, you know, real physical players. You don't get much more physical than 6'7", 270 at that position. Well, like, that's well, legit. I will say this, though. How good are his hands? I'm assuming he's going to be able to block being that huge. But I'm saying that because Frank Reich has come out and said he wants his tight ends to be able to do both. Yeah. Catch the ball and block because... There was some question about Mike Kaczynski, but I don't know if he's going to be that type of guy because he's not a blocker. He's a wide receiver, big yeah. guy, wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think, um, I mean, based on what what Thomas Brown was saying today, I don't think Gusecki is a guy that's going to end up coming here. Here, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, so he had 28 receptions for 454 yards and two touchdowns with Georgia. I don't know what Georgia's scheme is, if they use the tight end a ton, but... They do, a, they just use the other tight end. As a junior, that size... I mean, you're probably drafting somewhat on potential as well, um, but I think his hands are pretty good. I think his, you know, maybe blocking is where he thrives. Again, I'm not sure. We haven't started our draft uh, profiles yet, but... That's going to be one of the guys that we talk about at the very end when we talk about guys that can go in the Late second, third, picks. fourth, fifth round. Um, he's going to be one of those guys. I think he's going to be like a second or third rounder, though. So he's going to go early. But I like him. 
I just want a good tight end, man. You know me. I mean, I've been begging for a good tight end since Greg Olson left. Yeah. We, no, I think we and, have to have one. And the last year was the year that I said I was expecting something out of the tight ends. Mm-hmm. And they did try to target the tight ends. And guess what? They failed me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I am now on the boat of, hey, it's time to move on, too. Agreed. All right. Let's talk about some defensive guys here, Jerry. Where do you want to start? Uh, Peter Hansen, linebacker coach, former linebacker coach in Denver. I mean, He's with the Giro. Evero bringing in familiar players like yeah. coaches. Uh, Evero has already said that we're basically going to a three-four. They're going to use what players we have at best positions, but for the most part, it's three-four. It's a base three-four. He said, um, "Yeah." And he he did mention that honestly, he's like, it doesn't really matter if you run a three-four or four-three these days in the NFL. It's all schemes and matchups and stuff anyway um but it is worth noting that a 3-4 is a different type of defense than a 4-3 and different players succeed in both uh some players we currently have may look a lot better in a 3-4 defense given more opportunities to rush the quarterback or you know whatever the case may be so i'm excited about that um we have, I think, some decent talent at linebacker. You know, Brandon Smith is a guy that needs to be molded, you know, yeah. taught, brought up. Uh, but he's a guy that has all the physical tools that you'd want. So, that to me, that's where I'm going to judge Peter Hansen as the evolution of Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. I, I think Frankie Luva will fit a 3-4 very nicely. Luva is going to be really good. <laughs> this is yeah. I mean, we love Luvu anyway. Yeah. But I think you're gonna see you're gonna see a Pro Bowl season out of Luvu this year. I I would not be shocked if Luvu leaves next season due to the fact that his asking price jumps dramatically up after. This I mean, season. I hope it does, but I hope we were able to keep him. Um, it would not surprise me at all if Luvu leads the team in tackles this year or ends up with like. 12 sacks, depending on how he's used. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he's going to just be all over the place. Um, All right, let's go. Uh, let's just talk an interesting hire here. D'Angelo Hall, hired as the assistant DB coach. He's coming off of a TV gig. Um, don't think he has any previous coaching experience, certainly not in the NFL. Um, but, hey, I have no problem bringing in a former player as high quality a player as D'Angelo Hall was, especially to come in and help coach these guys up because we saw what having Stefan Gilmore here for half a season did for these guys. It brought all of their games up. And and this is assistant DB coach, right? He's not defensive coordinator. He's, he's going to be going to what he knows. He, he's going to be going to the cornerbacks, telling them, you know, tricks of the trade and stuff like that. And he's getting his feet wet in the coaching job so that, you know, he can move up and that's, that's, that's a perfect job. And I think D'Angelo Hall will be good in that role. And he needs to coach some of these, help some of these guys up like CJ Henderson, who has all the talent. Yeah. But can't seem to put it together on the field. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of all of our uh, corners could learn from D'Angelo Hall. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, J.C. Horn, yeah. as good as he has been, he could still learn some tricks and be... Yeah, like maybe learn how to stay healthy. Um, 
To help with D'Angelo Hall, the Panthers hired the CB coach, Jonathan Cooley. Came from the Rams. Um, don't know a ton about him either. But hey, if every every other one of these coaching hires has been awesome, so I'm just going to trust that he's going to be good. Yeah, I'm. It, it's again, it, you're trusting the, the higher-ups of yeah. knowing the guys, knowing the system, knowing who will fit with their system and stuff. And from what I hear is Tepper probably opened up the pocketbook for a lot of these guys. So I can't imagine he's jipping on, you know, a cornerback coach or someone like that just because, oh, well, we paid Dom Capers a lot of money. I'm not going to pay a lot for – no. He wants to win. <clears throat> right. And this is As a guy, again, who's coming from the Rams who, you know, he's part, been part of a championship team. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting how many guys we took from the Rams this year. But if you're going to steal from a coaching staff, like, that's the way to go. Well, um, Evero's from the yeah. Rams, so I think that's right. the connection. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, but like I said, like if you're gonna if you're gonna pilfer from a team, pilfer from one of the best. Uh, but he, yeah, uh, Cooley had the same position with the Rams last year, so uh, you know he's got that experience. But I, like I don't it. know if he was. I think he may have been assistant quarterback coach or something like that. It says defensive backs is was what he was coaching. He was assistant secondary in 2021 and 22 he was defensive backs coach. Yeah. I'm looking at his, unless the Panthers.com page is wrong. I, I trust them for nailing that. I would hope so. Uh, all right. Anybody that we forgot to talk about? Uh, there is a Burt Watts on defense. Let me click on him. See who he is. Okay. Who are you, guy? Burt Watts comes to Carolina as a safeties coach. Okay. Safeties coach. Okay. Yeah, we need need one of those. Coaching outside linebackers with the Denver Broncos last year. So he's just another <clears throat> guy who's familiar with Evero. Okay. That works. Um, Tim Lakabu, outside linebackers coach. Also someone we didn't mention. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at Boston College for the last three years and had some NFL experience, coached linebackers with the Bengals in 2019. So, uh, young guy, again. I was going to say, he looks like, just from his headshot and neck, mm-hmm. he looks like he probably could still lay some lumber on some people, man. <laughs> hey, I always like when those guys are part of the coaching staff. They get out there and they, they hit some bags with the with the players. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Jerry, let's, um, how about we give an, I mean, are we just going a plus for an overall grade for this coaching staff? You know, initial I, thoughts here. I would, I mean, yeah. initial thoughts again, we weren't ecstatic about the hype Ryer, but man, I'm having Reich higher, <laughs> <laughs> Reich higher, yeah. but I love this. I mean, yeah. It, it really does seem like it's <clears throat> such a great, high, like, overall hire. Yeah, I, I mean, he's put together a great staff. He definitely did mention that David Tepper's willingness to spend money helped him put this staff together. I, he flat out said it in his last press conference. Um, that's huge. That's huge. And I think that 
Tepper would have done that for Rule, but Rule just wanted to bring in his friends. Yeah. You know? Um, and they did go out and get uh, the offensive coordinator from LSU, but whose name I will not mention because he sucks Joe so bad. Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew his name. I just didn't want to say it. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, they did go out and get that guy, but everyone else was just people that Matt Rule used to work with. So, yeah. Frank Reich is bringing in some diversity. He's bringing in different schools of thought. Um, you know, young guys, old guys, little NFL experience, former players, former Panthers. I mean, it's just, he's knocking every, he's hitting everything you want him to hit. You feel like this coaching staff is top notch. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best like, in the NFL on paper. On paper, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you never know how people are going to react to each other. I assume that these are all professionals. It doesn't seem like there's that many young guys that have really <clears throat> to no experience. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, other than what, D'Angelo Hall and Josh McCown, I guess, those are the only guys that are kind of having their first job here. Everyone yeah. else has been in the NFL. Some have been in the NFL a really long time. So, again, it's it's very diverse. And, and those two guys were in the NFL for a long time, too. Right. So they also, under, I would assume, understand yeah. the hierarchy slash. Yeah, and honestly, having guys on your staff that have recently been in the NFL and know, they know a lot of these players, you know? D'Angelo mm-hmm. Hall's been on TV. He's been seeing it from that side. It's always good, I think, to bring in somebody like that that has that perspective. You know, not, you don't want to have a full staff like that, but it's good to have those guys. So, yeah, I don't see any negatives at all. No, no, que- no question marks for me about this staff, other than maybe the head guy. And the question and, and mark is really he's getting smaller with him. I was gonna say I I didn't. I think he was a good coach. I think it. Uh, I think. It was kind of messed up the situation that happened to him. I don't know. I don't think we're gonna retread a coach or a quarterback due to Frank Reich's history and the Panthers' history. But mm-hmm. that's why people talking about their car. First of all, the money's stupid for him. But yeah, I mean, we'd have to have a a long podcast if they brought Derek Carr in. But uh, I would have different feelings about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's at this point they're already talking draft. I mean, they've mentioned it several times, so that's where the, we're going here. But uh, all right, I think that's gonna do it, Jerry. Yeah. Did we do our Apple po- uh, podcast? Uh, we comment? will. We will do our Apple podcast comment at the beginning of our next show. <laughs> we did forget to do it this time, but we definitely appreciate anybody that goes out and gives us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We will talk about you on the show. We will do that next time. For our most recent review. All right. It's been a couple weeks and I forgot to bring up my sign off here, but we want to thank everyone for listening. <laughs> if you like the show, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, hit the follow on wherever you're listening to us, whatever shows. And like we just mentioned, please comment on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. We'll read it on the show if we remember at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we will, I promise. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably next week to kind of kick off the off season, preview what the Panthers are looking for, um, some free agent stuff, um, just a kind of a big pre uh, off season primer, I guess. Now yeah, that the coaching staff is in place. So until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding.
Oh, <laughs> my